0: What's your favorite
1: scary movie?
0: Be afraid. Be very afraid.
1: You're gonna need a bigger boat. Here's Johnny. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Whatever you do,
0: don't Jamie and I'm Nikisha and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha, where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of a human behavior. Welcome, 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 welcome. So, today we are talking about the 1974 Canadian slasher classic Black Christmas.
2: Please, Miss Bradford, please just do as I tell you. Okay, I'll get Philip No, 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 don't do that, Jess. Jess, the caller is in the house. The calls are coming from the
1: house. Jess, Jess, get up
0: and don't go up there. Uh, this was directed by bob clark and written by a roy moore uh oh my gosh and i did not put who all it was starring but you know what that doesn't matter right now because the most important person was andrea martin (laughs) yeah when i say yes i was 30 minutes into the movie thinking Oh my gosh, is that her? Is that her? And I didn't want to look it up because I was I'm trying not to look at the rotten tomatoes, <laughs> but I finally found the cast list and I was like, "Yes, that is my queen, my Broadway queen. She is uh, absolutely amazing." Was there anyone else that y'all recognized from that movie?
1: Yeah, Olivia Hussey was Jess. Olivia Hussey, you may know from The Ziffarelli um Romeo and Juliet. So it was the Romeo and Juliet mm. on the film that was done. Uh, and they were actually teenagers in it. Uh, Michael York is in that as well. Um, Margot Kidder is Barb. Margot Kidder, you may know from Superman, Lois Lane, and okay. other things like that. Um, uh, and then uh, what's his name is the police chief. <laughs> is also in, uh, is the police officer oh, and the father in Elm Street.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't put that together. John Saxon,
1: John Saxon.
0: Johnson. Okay. Well, it's starring all of those uh, wonderful people. It's considered- also. Oh yeah. Sorry.
1: Also, if you ever watched Boy Meets World, Olivia Hussey played uh, Topanga's mother in uh, an episode.
0: <laughs> wait a minute, because my mind is blown. First off, because fun fact, her parents were played by multiple people throughout yes. the series. Yes. Now, are you talking about later on in the series or earlier on in the series? If you. I
1: uh, it's the one where they were gonna like. I, I looked it up before this. Oh, here it's it's called uh, uh, a long walk to Pittsburgh.
0: Oh, so, so that's later on in the series.
1: That's it was. She played her in the two part episode.
0: Yes, because they were about to. Her parents were breaking up. And yes. Topanga and Corey were going to get married, but Topanga was like, "No, spoiler alert." <laughs> Twenty years later, Topanga was like, "No, we're not going to get married because my parents got divorced, and how can we get married? We're just we're just going to get divorced, and what a logic."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, or Topanga broke up with him. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. regardless, regardless, <laughs> she. I believe she played her mother. Um, that's I'll amazing. double check that now because now I, I, I know I'm nervous and I'm getting that wrong.
0: Either yeah. way, this made my day uh, by just mentioning more for me. Well, so.
1: uh, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll stop talking now.
0: <laughs> Jamie, did you recognize uh, the people in there are just the same, that Brian... <laughs> It,
2: yeah, the same. Les uh, only recognized the police officer. I was like, at least he has the same job.
0: <laughs> exactly. He's like, I know what my character is, my motivation. I'm just going to mm-hmm. keep it throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, before we get deep, deep into it, spoiler alerts, trigger warnings, Jamie? Spoiler alerts,
2: because uh, obviously we're going to talk about this movie. Trigger warnings if you don't like slasher... things there is some like mention of sexual assault um which actually well i don't know if it's a spoiler or if we'll talk about any of the remakes but i did actually see the 2019 remake of this movie um and it plays a it's actually like part of the main story is the sexual assault so this is the og one where it's like talked about on the periphery um so that is my trigger warning
0: Gotcha. Well, uh, before even before we get into all of that, is there anything new in your lives? Any things you've been watching?
1: Sure. So, something is new. She, she played Topanga's aunt. I know, I know a lot of people have been yelling at this, oh. this podcast. But oh man.
2: She
1: played now no one's going
2: to listen to us anymore. Thanks, Brian.
0: Sorry.
2: When this meets well
0: producer Brian just ruined it all. Just ruined it. Mm-hmm. All. Um no, it's all good. I still have side note have not started the foul, the Winter Soldier. Mhm. Have you guys mm-hmm. watched that yet or no? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we um, I think we're all caught up. Okay. Yeah. Are all you caught, caught up? It? Yeah.
0: Not to give any spoilers, but like <clears throat> is it as good as I wanted it to
2: I mean it's just very different i don't even know how to talk about it without giving any spoilers but yes I, i'm enjoying it that's all i'll say i don't yeah. want to say anything
1: else wandavision was more like what's happening whereas whereas winter falcon soldier is i mean falcon <laughs> winter soldier
2: no 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 no
1: falcon punch falcon kick falcon. is way more straightforward feels like more of a movie like like a continuation of the movie if that makes sense
0: Mm-hmm. I need to get into it. I literally have been re-watching on YouTube a bunch of WWF wrestling matches from <laughs> like the late 90s to early 2000s, and it's been giving me the joy that I need in my life.
2: Yeah, Honestly, sometimes you great. just need nostalgia, and the form that it comes in is is unbeknownst to us all until it happens.
0: Until it happens, and then I was just like, I am a kid in a candy store. We need to <laughs> unpack this in therapy. What's happening? <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) literally watching the rock, like slam Stone Cold's face and all the blood. And I'm like, yes, this is great. Uh, but anyway, speaking of blood, (laughs) let's get into it. (laughs) So Jamie, you mentioned that, uh, you watched the 2019, but I'm assuming this is not your first time watching this movie.
2: This is my first time watching this movie. Yeah, really? I have not seen this movie before. It's been on my list for like a very long time and I knew I would get around to it at some point. Um just like one of those like OG slasher flicks. Um yeah. but no, this was my first time going into it and I had <laughs> I don't know what expectations I had um I- so I'm. I think I'm. I think we're going to unpack that all here today.
0: That's wonderful. Well, since, <laughs> since this is your first time uh, watching it, have that that plot summary, girl. What's Tell us plot? what it's about. Watch the plot. <laughs> It's
2: gonna be rough because there's a lot of names of people, and I don't think I'm gonna say any of them while I give this plot summary. So you know, just
1: just just describe them with like the one characteristic that they were clearly given. Clearly, everyone was Uh, like, "Okay, she's the drunk. She's the pregnant one. She, you know, she's the she's like the like." Oh, I was going to say the pregnant
2: one. I was I was gonna say the the only one with an accent, and then I was like, "Where (laughs) is this school?" Um, have- like, where are they? <laughs> okay, so the plot of this movie it takes place in a sorority house. Um, we see this person like obs- like you know stalking creepily observing the home, and then we see this person like enter the home, and then on the in-, in the inside of the house, the phone rings, and one of the sorority girls answers the phone. It's like a weird obscene phone call, which like I, I don't actually think we didn't have subtitles when we watched the movie but like it was yeah. very hard to understand what was happening in the phone call to like know it was right. obscene um Like only sometimes could I even make out that, that there was like cursing happening, but otherwise it was just like a lot of weird breathing and screaming sounds. So then all the sorority girls are listening to, um, to this caller. It's, it's clear that this call, these calls have been happening. So the drunk sorority girl ends up insulting the caller. And then he says like, I'm going to kill you. All the other like sorority girls seem like pretty uncomfortable and, and, you know, disturbed by the call. One of the girls is like, uh, you know, she she's like, I have to start packing and like leaves the situation while packing in her room, gets murdered by the murderer, um, in her closet (laughs) (laughs) with a plastic bag, like a dress, a garment plastic bag. What a way to go. Infamous uh, visual and is referenced multiple times. Her dad shows up to pick up his daughter. Obviously, she's a no-show. So at some point, then there's a conversation with the woman with the accent slash pregnant girl to tell her boyfriend that she's pregnant but gonna get an abortion and he's really pissed and then while also you know playing at his
0: piano that sweaty piano
2: (laughs) they a group of people decide to go to the police station the police officer who's taking the report is like very unhelpful (laughs) Yeah. And then, oh, and then they find out that like a young person was abducted while walking home from school back at the house. The person who I think is the house mom is like Mm -hmm. drinking from all the random bottles that she has hidden throughout the house. That's actually my favorite. Part yes. I think of the movie is like the book opening up with the bottle inside. The toilet one's pretty gross.
0: Um, <laughs> coronavirus uh, times. I'm just like,
2: dirty oh, oh yeah, everything is dirty, and um, no one can touch each other in movies. It, it disturbs me. Um, I think the. I'm trying to, like, figure it out in, like, the order of the things that happen in the movie. Um, yeah. I know they, like, gift the house mom a really ugly sweater, and then she, like, drinks to forget about it. Um, and then, like, maybe flirts with uh, the the dead sorority girl's dad. Yes. Um, they have, like, a lot of really weird exchanges. <laughs> this is the worst plot <laughs> summary by far. Um <laughs> So they continue to get these disturbing phone calls. Now it seems like only the, the pregnant sorority girl is answering the calls and is like, you know, continuing to say like, what do you want? It's very strange because it's not totally clear. It seems like the caller's like referring to these two other people, but it's still being like disturbing and and just scary. The drunk girl gets put to bed. She gets murdered with a glass figure. Everybody else is getting murdered. The house mom (laughs) gets murdered. And so the police finally get word that there is somebody who has been making these obscene phone calls. So they decide to tap the phone. But it's a very complicated old school process where you're watching the guy in the wow. phone room run <laughs> aisle by aisle. I'm like, what I'm that's it. It? Oh my, my guy. Why are you so slow?
0: Or why is there only one guy? <laughs> number one. How yeah, that's the people only in aisles. It's a it's singular Christmas.
2: operator.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: Um, (laughs) so long story short, finally, the, the obscene phone caller calls, um, the pregnant sorority girl keeps them on the phone long enough where they're able to trace the call. And it turns out the call is coming from inside the house. Yes. The great (laughs) urban legend. Um, And instead of like immediately leaving, she's like, oh, gotta go find my friends. Turns out they're dead. Unfortunate. Um, And then she is hiding in the house. And then all of a sudden, her angry uh, boyfriend is like somehow there and it's it seems like he might be the killer and they all just kind of are like like the cops come and they're they're totally fine with that with like very little exploration of anywhere else in the house
0: Frustrating. um
2: and then and then they just like put the pregnant Sarahy girl to bed and leave her completely alone in this in this house and and then the we hear the killer again and he's there alive and it wasn't it wasn't the angry wasn't boyfriend, the boyfriend and then you continue to see the dead bodies in the attic and the phone rings and that's it
0: and that's the plot. <laughs> what a crazy so many things so let's just start from the beginning and I'm sure either you Jamie or or producer Brian will have information on this but this is considered one of the original slasher movies or Mm -hmm. that led to the inspiration to all of the chains that we are most familiar with today Mm -hmm. and I just want to say that even though this was kind of a slower. Wait, did build. you
1: say chains like, like, like restaurant chains? Yes. <laughs> like franchises?
0: Like franchise. <laughs> Absolutely. Franchises. <laughs> sorry. Or restaurant chains. Cause maybe I'm thinking about our last conversation with starry eyes and I'm thinking of the boob restaurants or whatever you called
1: them. The breast <laughs> the <breast-a-> restaurants. <laughs> the breast restaurants. No, we're calling movie franchises chains from now on. I love yeah. it. <laughs>
0: So they're just all chains like restaurants, but can you imagine like a Freddy Krueger restaurant? I would go there every day.
1: Wait, uh, I, I have been to the I have been to one of the Jekyll and Hyde locations. Nice. Like I don't know if they still exist anymore, but like for my birthday once, like you, like the bathroom was behind like a bookcase and Ooh. like like and like wild stuff like that.
0: That's the same for um, the Tim Burton uh, Beetle House. That's in L.A. in New York. And it's what? just a Tim Burton themed restaurant and they have like characters or actors come out as the characters. Like there's a Beetlejuice running around, like screaming at everybody in the restaurant. It's fantastic.
1: 10 out of 10. Like, so fun. Is it like actually Tim Burton or like, do they get around it by saying like, this is Beetleman? Oh, no. And like, you know.
0: Th- <laughs> no, it's actually Tim Burton. Like they have yeah, all cool, of his cool. movies and everything. And it's like Beetlejuice is here and all the things. Uh, but- Going back to that, if you have any like trivia about like this being the first slasher movie, but I just wanted to say that I, even though this movie was a slow build, I liked it because since this was the first kind of slasher movie, there were no rules attached Mm -hmm. uh, that we kind of know today, i.e., the quote unquote virgin girl was the first one to die Mm -hmm. um, in in the movie, and also the fact that. The movie doesn't really set up, and if you disagree with me, but I don't think that the movie really set it up in a way that the pregnant girl would be the final girl to me. Even though they dove more into her personal life, like a little bit with her exchanges with her boyfriend and having to tell him that she was pregnant, just how the whole movie started, I was not expecting her to be the (laughs) the last person standing. And I also enjoyed that you never actually saw the killer and you don't know who the killer is, which I think is even more like scary to think there is no motivation. Like Mm -hmm. all of these other slasher movies along the way, you figure out like what their motivation is or why, whatever drove them to start doing the killings. But this one, it was just like, no, this is clearly a mentally ill person that is literally just Killing people just to kill people, and mm-hmm. that's like no the Scariest thing, yeah. There's no connection, and that's literally the scariest thing of all. Which is why I liked it, even though all of them made me so frustrated. Especially the police, literally not even searching the entire sorority house, and these bodies are just hanging out. And it's like, oh, I don't, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know. How would you feel about it?
1: I- I, I was rooting for the house mother to be the final girl, <laughs> alas.
0: Alas. <laughs> because that made the the most sense. Let's just have the sorority mom save everyone. No. I, th- I think Barb was my favorite character, though. Just drunk and unaware the so whole that's time. that's
2: who I thought was going to be the final girl because she was yes. be, like, you know, from the beginning, she's just like, I don't care. I'm not scared of this, like. Jabroni, like whatever they can say, whatever they want, and like that's that's fine. And like also, like the weird thing that they like focused on her conversation with her mom about like whatever reason she was staying in the house, right? The holidays, like that seemed more important. And then, and then, and then it was, (laughs) and (laughs) then it was
0: obsolete. (laughs) With all, with her asleep in the house and other people being killed, and it's like. I know you hear this. I know the house is big, but I'm sure you had to have heard the screams, Mm -hmm. which also there was like 18 million things that made me frustrated. Also with her, the fact that she has asthma and she's still smoking. (laughs) She literally woke up with asthma, but she has like a cigarette and alcohol in her hands for the entire movie. The entire time she is on screen.
2: Yeah not not a responsible asthmatic is what I would say to
0: that. Not not a responsible anything. <laughs> but my favorite line out of the whole movie was Barb, you're drunk, go to bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is it. This is the this is the moment. But yeah. did you not like it? What did? how did you feel about it in general?
2: <clears throat> um I think like I don't know, maybe I had higher hopes as as it's like birthplace of slasher flicks but I think that too is just like asking for too much like it's influence on the other ones that are excellent like or not <laughs> excellence like a strong word but um <laughs> like the influence that it has on the genre I think helps elevate those other movies this this was fine for me you know this was like it had like certain visuals that that I think are like very well known. Like the the image of um, of the first girl that got murdered um, in the rocking chair with the plastic bag over her face in the window is like a famous famous image. And like when I think of Black Christmas, like that that is like the the point in my brain that I think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like there's things that like I really respect about. What this movie did, but I just think I don't know why, like the dad was so involved. I think he didn't need yeah. to be there for them to like be concerned about their friend that was missing. um like that just seemed like unnecessary, and, and he was like a very strange a strange dad.
0: Individual. yes,
2: um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know I wasn't like totally sold on it by itself, but like, respect what it's done for for this type of movie,
0: well, yeah, it was the it's the intro into it. So, like, you got to start from somewhere, which I guess is why I was like, yeah, this isn't going to be what I expect it to be. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like you said, there's not really high hopes, but it fulfills its purpose. It has a killer. People are being killed. We're seeing mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. visuals of the of the killings. and, um, what I also thought was interesting because most movies will give you co- some type of foreshadowing of mm. what's happening or a foreshadowing of a killer. Like a news, a news flash will come up and it'll be this person escaped the in asylum or whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. And
0: then you're like, oh, okay, obviously we kind of know where this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, But this one was just kind of like, nope. We're in Christmas, and we're just at a sorority house, and we're gonna take you on a journey from here, and you can just rock with us in that way. I also enjoy the blend of Christmas and horror because (laughs) this is really sad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The story of Jesus being born was birthed out of a murder story of the king Herod <laughs> killing all of these babies that were under two so it was a mass murder and Jesus's parents had to flee away for him to be born so it's horror and Christmas all in one thank you and good night I'm done speaking <laughs> thank you <the> podcast. <laughs> but you guys how did you feel about it Brian was this your first time watching it
1: so this is my first time watching it and I have to say, I had very low expectations. This was the first slasher movie I kept hearing, you know, 1974, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I just thought it was going to be, like, more well-known for, like, how it started a genre, a, a, a contemporary genre, a chain, but, like, um, it didn't. I was shocked at how much I enjoyed it and how much of like a good movie it was. Mm-hmm. I really expected to be watching a garbage fire mm-hmm. for an hour and a half that had things in it that like Halloween would make better. But like yeah. a part of me liked this better than Halloween. Cause I've watched both recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like that there aren't any rules. I like that. It's just like, I like the, you know, obviously Halloween stole the first person view from this, at least at the beginning of the movie. Yes. And like, I I had a... It's not perfect at all. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying that I loved it. This is my favorite. Like, but I really had a good time for the hour and a half we watched this. I mean, I think all the performances, as annoying as the girls and the cops would be, no performances are annoying. I think they're all, like, really either funny or grounded or Like, obviously, they're not, like, three-dimensional or whatever, like, all of them. But I had a really fun time watching it this i got a sense of nostalgia while watching this in a weird way even though i've never seen it before there was something about like like a 1970s like christmas party like (laughs) that like made me nostalgic for something that i've never experienced before a 1970s christmas party i don't know i did not expect it to be that dirty like those phone calls with the c word mm. and everything. Like I was that actually, that was the point in which I was taken aback and be like, "Oh wow, this movie is wild!" And like <laughs> I'm kind of into like how it went all in with no rules. And when you've seen so many movies with rules, it was kind of cool to watch one without it. And like there's no, like you said, there's no foreshadowing. Who's gonna? There's no guessing who's gonna be the final girl. Also, like like um, Margot Kidder probably ended up being more famous than anyone else in that movie. So you think about like, like oh of course she's like Jamie said like of course the drunk girl who gets the phone call that her mom's changing the plans is going to be the final girl but like right. does it didn't matter like who cares and and yeah movies nowadays try so hard to explain the reason why they're doing it like mm-hmm. and it was just it was kind of refreshing to just have be like there's just a crazy person in the house or however we're defining this and like right. definitely gonna ask Jamie some questions about that but like <laughs> but like okay here's a question for you. <laughs> The calls are coming from inside the house. It's not a twist in them for the audience. We know this. Right. But it's a twist for the, it was a weird experience because it was a twist for the character, but it wasn't like an, oh my God, gasp moment for us. So that was it. I was a little disappointed by that twist because like it had no impact on the viewers and like I didn't care enough about the people inside the and and like she also like made this she's like she like the calls are coming from inside the house. Let me go check on my friends upstairs. Like, no 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 you get out, you get out. That was the yeah. most
0: frustrating. When we and when we talk about like if we would make it in those circumstances or which decisions <laughs> that we would make, that was the number one me yelling at the screen in the movie theater moment of like the police told first off the police officer was an idiot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey uh let me just ask you some gra- I was like what is what? this what is this phone call
0: <laughs> what is this phone call you need better like people managing skills because the officer was <laughs> all you had to do was just tell her leave the house and then he was like oh well f this I'm just gonna tell her the calls are coming from inside the house so that she can just completely freak out and then the fact that she literally try to go and I understand like trying to save your friends, Mm -hmm. but also do what the police officer told you to do and go (laughs) outside. You technically don't know if your friends are still upstairs. You know, they could have also left Mm -hmm. you there and you could be the only person Mm -hmm. in there, but going to the mental health, because I did want to ask a question with the power of suggestion, because the fact that Jess, the pregnant girl, killed her boyfriend by just a mere, the police mentioning that he could probably be the killer. Mm -hmm. And do you think that that was a good enough circumstance for her to make the decision that she made? Or do you think that that scene was kind of like overkill, like not believable to, to think that even though you're in those, that situation of life or death that you would still kind of like turn on your boyfriend by just a mere suggestion of someone saying, you know what I mean? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, I definitely think it depends on like the context and also like, I mean, how scared is she in that moment where like she is being terrorized. All of her friends are dead and she like saw all of their dead bodies and -hmm. like is being told that like there's somebody that's like actually trying to, to harm her. Um, and like the context of their last conversation. Like I think it's understand I I don't know if I buy that like she would murder him in that moment. I mean, I guess it depends on like what he was doing. Um, but like I think I think it's like understandable enough to kind of like maybe think that based on his reaction to finding out that like she wanted to have an abortion and that she like didn't want him to give up his entire future to like marry her um because also like what does that mean for like then what expectations does he have for her life and it's like no 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 um and so I think like, I i mean, I think from, from that context, like, sure, it's understandable. It it might be understandable to believe that like, he would, you know, be in such a, a rage um, at her decision that he would, but like, I don't know, maybe it's also like a bit of a stretch. I, I just, I was also very confused. I was like, wait, did she kill him? Yes. <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs>
0: Because it just kind of pans away to another scene and then when it comes back, they're both like laying. Yeah, and then
2: I was like are they sleeping? Did they, did she get scared to sleep? What
0: happened? Or like passed out or like, you know, got the shock like the father apparently did at the end. like He <laughs> yeah, got in so a shock over. and they had to take him to the hospital. I don't know. Oh
2: my God. Yeah. That, um...
0: <laughs> that was, that was, that was a lot. But yeah, it just made me think of would you really, in that circumstance, be like, okay, I'm going to turn against? Because if if it was somebody familiar to me,
2: I mean, so you know. like thinking about um, like relation, like in in intimate partner violence relationships, like there is a very high risk of harm when um, when like a partner is pregnant, um, mm-hmm. like a very it like it it has like an exponential risk increase. Um, when someone's pregnant. And so like, again, like sure from like, for, with that context, like it's understandable that um, that there could be an increased risk that like he would perpetrate harm in some kind of way. There's certainly like, the film is trying to leave these like breadcrumbs of him like smashing the piano. Um, or that also that like the the scene, the piano scene that when he's yes. playing was also very confusing. It's like I stopped and looked at Brian. And I was like, "Is it supposed to sound like this, or like, am I just an idiot?"
0: <laughs> no, and it's crazy. I mean, good for them for finding a piece that creates that tension and mm-hmm. that moment of like, what is happening, but also what was the point of diving so much into his story for him? T- I mean, I guess I understand. I, I, Actually no, I don't understand. They didn't need it because the just the fight with her and him and him just saying, "I don't want you to have an abortion mm-hmm. and I want to marry you" and her being and in her saying no, him being like, "Oh, you're going to regret this." Like that's enough to kind of move the motivation. Not sure. That whole, they yeah. were
2: like, "Misdirection, misdirection. Look at yeah. more of this in your face."
0: Right. And The, I was only, like
1: the only thing I could think of is like the conversation, first of all, I was shocked at that this movie dealt with abortion and then and then had her be empowered by it in terms of right. the conversation where she's like she sits down and has she was very level-headed in the conversation where she was talking about like what their dreams are. Mm-hmm. And like I, I think that maybe I think two things that I'm making this up right now, so I don't know. But the first thing is like because he plays classical music, he plays piano, he's a creative person. I can I can see that that is, and I don't think the movie executed on this well, but that could be seen as like he's a lighter soul. He's not someone who would like murder or something like that. He's like more an sensitive. artist, but he destroyed the piano. So like whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. The that second he's
2: emotional.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, the second thing is that like I don't know. The conversation she has with her, like that he has a dream and that's what they made his dream and she has a dream and they've been working so hard for this and like she's not going to surrender her dream or let him surrender his dream just because of this thing. Um I I think that they're like again, this is like the precursor to all this. So like these are just pieces to like try and humanize these characters so that we're more empathetic towards them when they're running and Mm -hmm. dead. But like it it, it only like half works in some places. I don't know. That that's again me making it up. I I have no idea. No,
0: I can see that. Just so that you can be invested in them, but I don't know. They just kept falling like flies i'm like okay well is this gonna be i literally was like it's either gonna have like two endings there's gonna be like two killers like surprise Mm. scream or something Mm -hmm. or everybody's just gonna die and then that's just gonna be it there's not gonna be a final a final person yeah but i don't know brian did you have a mental health question you said you wanted to ask
1: oh yeah let's talk about the phone calls and what they present as the killer billy or whomever is on the phone agnes. um agnes and billy wow. and and all of the people on the phone like <laughs> as a professional like what do you think was <laughs> happening there and uh no idea <laughs> <laughs> Like, is there like some sort of like a uh, like a multiple personalities in there? Or something like disassociating? Like, w- what would be? Your, again, you have zero facts, but like, let's 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 guess.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like I said, it was really hard to even like understand what was being said on the call. And like, I had this moment of like, is he like playing a recording of something and then like, and then talking? Like, I was just very confused and and it took me a while to like, I guess, learn that the film was trying to say that all of those voices and sounds were coming from the killer. Um, So sorry, I'm I'm a bit slower on this one. Um, But yeah, I mean, maybe like... I feel like either they're trying to say, yeah, that this is like the a really antiquated way of, of portraying like disassociative identity disorder or like its former name of multiple personality disorder. And like, these are all of the, like he, like the killers, like acting all of these personalities out, like almost simultaneously. Um, but yeah, it, it just like, it, it, I don't know. I have, I wish I had more context of like who Agnes and Billy were so that it like made more sense because because it doesn't to me Um, or I guess like maybe responding to like two children that he thinks are there but aren't really there and that's why he's like murdering people because uh, like he the thing that I think was that made slightly more sense was like the him going back and forth between like saying that he was going to murder all of them and him asking for help like Mm. that, that I was like, okay, I I'm following you here. Like, you know, maybe, maybe this was like him seeking, like trying to get help, but also like feeling that feeling the pressure of like whatever, you know, inner voice was telling him to like do these things and like him asking for help. But then also like, it was hard to, to stop himself from like that compulsion of, of having to murder. Cause maybe there was something telling him that he had to, um, but the Agnes and Billy stuff actually makes no sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I understand leaving some stuff up to interpretation or just like the mystery of it all. Cause again, that can be scary in itself, not knowing, but I think they probably definitely could have done better of just flushing that, that mm-hmm. part out or leaving that out period. And it just being like obscenities and, Whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it was. Uh, yeah, it
1: was just unsettling. I think that it's if, if all they were going for is unsettling for the girls, and like I think and that, they did like, that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, do you guys think that you would have survived any of those situations, or which ones did you think would have been the easy, uh, easiest to avoid death, easily avoidable death in the movie?
1: Hmm.
0: And I'm I
2: mean, I am known to, to drink a few at the Christmas party. So I feel like that's how I would probably end up going. Yes.
0: <laughs> um,
2: but like, Oh, well, I guess like even the first, the first murder kind of annoyed me. It's like, why are you investigating like people like don't investigate your closets, like get out. Like there's nothing in your closet that you have ev- like, you already have clothes on get out like if you're if you're if you need to pack like like leave and call the police first and then like pack later once the police actually properly search your home and not right. you know just like one floor um but so like that like those like further investigating of things like always get me in horror movies because it's like why why are you so curious
0: Stop why because yes, you're not the police, you don't yeah. have the proper uh weapons to no weapons, just yourself. just your
2: just your like you know, nosy hands like exactly. poking at things and trying to trying to like pull back stuff and find right. the killer with what and then what are you gonna do?
0: And that's when you die. Mm-hmm. And literally it's like there's there's nothing that should be moving in your closet. So if something yeah. is rattling or happening, that's the time to go. Yeah, that's it makes it makes no sense mm-hmm. I will then, say
2: yeah or we're an attic. there isn't yeah. nothing not even a cat not even probably not even my own dog that would ever get me to just like investigate an attic. like just right. pop my head up a a hole in the ceiling like there there is nothing that would that would ever get me sorry brian if you're ever like in an attic calling for me like (laughs) it's really gonna take a lot for me to to you know make sure that you're okay without fear of a hook going into my
1: face this is great information to know just to plan for (laughs) things like that
0: just don't get a house with an attic if you can or basement yeah
2: just let's just get a ranch
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: All your problems will be solved Yeah sure. I, um, Yeah what about you all, Everything about all of the killings Just made me frustrated Because I think all of them were Except for Barr, Because she was like Asleep and drunk mm-hmm. And someone literally just like Surprise sneak attacked her It wasn't like she went And investigated things Like sure. all of the other girls mm-hmm. um, Like the Jewish friend I feel terrible for saying that but Brian said it first. So.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. It's cool.
0: It wasn't me. I didn't make this up. Um, she was clearly couldn't like get through the door and was hearing things. And then you can see the door kind of like closing in on itself, and her still not realizing what was happening. And then the door slams, and it's like the end of days for her. And it's just, like, yeah, guys arm yourselves also pregnant girl please just follow what the police were saying and leave and leave the house (laughs) i mean she didn't get murdered but she could have we don't know her boyfriend oh we we don't
2: know know.
0: because the killer still lives he's still around in that calling hello still calling don't answer don't answer the phone isn't that another scary movie like Something with call in it. I don't know. I have oh, look. when a stranger calls.
2: Yes, okay. I think it's. Isn't it the same um, urban legend that they reference as the plot?
0: Tell us the yeah. urban legend. Oh, the um, the babysitter and
2: the yeah, the babysitter and the man upstairs. Um, an urban legend that dates back to the nineteen sixties about a babysitter who receives phone calls from a stalker who asks her to check the children Mm -hmm. um and and she like doesn't pay attention he calls several times she calls the police they said they'll trace the next call then the stranger calls again then the police call her telling her to leave immediately she leaves the police come and they tell her the calls were coming from inside the house and that the stalker already killed the children upstairs (gasps) and was trying to lure her upstairs so that he could kill her
0: See, and this is why caller ID was invented for these mm-hmm. reasons to try. So,
2: what I learned from that is don't check the children. <laughs> don't check the children. Just leave them to their own devices. <laughs> they're probably <Great>. dead already.
1: <laughs> right. Again, great information to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're going to leave the kids. Yes. It's really hard to say because like when it really comes down to it, like, you don't know what's going on. Like, you don't even know if there's, like, a killer around. I know they're searching for the the missing people, but, like, I would say every single one of them, for the first girl checking out the closet, like, she didn't know anything was happening. You know what I mean? Like, like, all of them were taken by surprise, so I don't think I would stand a chance because I'm not, like, my my spidey sense is not like like i don't have this extra thing that's like oh i know someone's getting murdered i know there's a murderer up loose like like scream or something like that where like people are clearly getting murdered around town um so that's the first thing but then also like if my friends were upstairs and they said the killer's calling from inside the house i'm not saying that i would go upstairs but like i would absolutely think about them before i thought about myself like if jamie mm. was upstairs or something like that like i'm figuring out like how and Aww. and again i don't know if they're dead or alive or asleep or like again like so i'm just like i don't know if i'd be willing to just like run outside by myself and then figure it out mm. i mean i would probably find a weapon or something like she did but i'm i'm not saying that that's what i would do per se i'm just saying that like I don't know if I disagree with what she did said, even though in the moment you, as an audience member, knows that they're dead upstairs. Like, but she doesn't. So, like that. And if I like, I would also be in shock if I found out what the calls were coming inside the house in that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't
2: have a second line. I don't have a first line. How does (laughs) how does that work?
1: (laughs) So, like yeah that the calls are coming from inside the house like yeah but from a cell phone like what are you talking about like <laughs> right, right, right 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 um but uh, uh yeah I, I it's very very interesting also i i think that at the very end where she kills her boyfriend like i wish that that had been a little bit more visually clear even though like mm-hmm. they explain it afterwards like no, no, no said. they're napping <laughs> Right when they're excuse me when, well, they're, na- when they're napping totally, yeah. what a what a delightful napping scene at the end of this movie. Oh
0: my gosh! And they lived happily
1: ever after. So yeah, he was wild. They were all. I mean, like he just like destroyed that piano.
0: I mean, he was he just was, he was manic and like, yeah, he was have, manic. Like, yeah, like could so have so strange for like trying to say, oh, yes, this might be the killer, but... Mm. Well, I think
2: what also made me mad about that is, like, he had... He, like, did his recital thing and then... And then was like, well, I already f that up, so like now, now I give up my career in future. Yeah, and I was like, he, that's crap. Like it's exactly. it, he. It's not like he's like like at that point. Oh. It's like, well, I I screwed up, so like now there's no turning back. It's like
0: mm-hmm.
2: no, like that's not how this works. Like you're gross. Go take a nap.
0: Go no, listen. Go take a nap <laughs> or eat a good meal. Take a nap and you'll feel better. Because <laughs> that's insane. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. Any other mental health thoughts or like human behavior, (laughs) the wrong decisions they all made and then died?
2: Like a few of them probably need an intervention (laughs) for their unhealthy drinking habits.
1: Uh,
2: But, um, yeah, other than that, they should all get caller ID.
1: I also do, I don't want to go through this podcast without pointing out that the fellatio joke with that, and then and then the cop who can't stop laughing was excellent workplace humor.
0: It was great. Yes, I thought that was a really a really good time. Yeah. I don't know.
2: I still got annoyed that the cop just being so like dumb and unhelpful. Cause I was just like, why, like, how did you get this job? Like everything you've done has been wrong. And it's like all on this one case that you think weirdly is all different things. Like
0: I. Like there's no
1: thinking? connection. Yeah. yeah. Like the Barney. I mean, box. <laughs> totally. And I think that that actor did an awesome job playing off all of that stuff. Like. I think that in another version of this movie, like, he would be dumber, and, like, like, there would be more of, like, a contrast between the lieutenant and him, but, like, Mm -hmm. man, it really was believable they were all a part of the same, like, police department.
0: Well, do we want to get into the uh, ratings for all of this? It's the Rotten Tomatoes
1: game. Mm -hmm. It's listed on Rotten Tomatoes as Stranger in the House. Oh. Which is it took me a second to find, and maybe I just found the wrong movie, but I don't think I did. Yeah, let's do Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Or a stranger. What do you think, Jamie? Maybe like a sixty-eight.
1: Okay, Nikisha.
0: I'm gonna go with seventy-five.
1: Okay, uh, it has a seventy-one percent. You both hmm. just circled around it. Price wow. is right rules. Jamie wins.
0: Woo! Go Jamie.
1: Um, go Jamie. Yeah, the critics' consensus is the rare slasher with enough intelligence to wind up the tension between bloody outbursts. Black Christmas offers fiendishly enjoyable holiday viewing for genre fans. Sure. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you said, Brian, I think it's definitely one of those things where after so many other slasher films have come out, now people are like, okay, we can appreciate that this was a jumping off. This was
1: jumping yeah. off. So there are multiple remakes of this. Mm -hmm. Um, as we discussed, 2006 and the 2019. Let's go to the 2006 one that had... uh, The
2: cast is like real wild. I don't think I've seen this movie because I feel like I would remember like Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Michelle Trachtenberg. Uh Uh-huh. And Lacey Chabert.
1: And this... Maybe uh, I should watch this one. This 2006 movie has a 16%... And it is a gratuitous Ooh. remake of the 1974 slasher Black Christmas. Pumps out the gore and blood with zero creativity, humor, or visual flair. And to round out that cast is also uh, Katie Cassidy, who you might know from Arrow. Oliver Hudson, Andrea Martin is uh, also in that. I'm assuming she's the house mom. In I was going to say if she's
0: the sorority mom. That's bomb. But... That's
1: my guess. Um, and then the 2019 movie,
0: which was a completely different kind of storyline.
1: I, I I don't know. I haven't seen it.
0: Uh, I'm not not, say- not completely, <laughs> but okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like the girls getting killed in a house, but I guess the killer premise is different.
1: Yeah, better than the 2000s. Neither. Oh, it has a 38 percent. Oh. And better than the 2006 remake, yet not as sharp as the original. This Black Christmas stabs at timely feminist themes, but mostly hits on familiar pulp. That's
2: so stabs, it, clever.
1: And yeah. that it's a it's a Blumhouse um, and stars Imogen Poots, Lily Donahue, Carrie um, Car- uh, Elways is in it, or Yules, however you say. Mm-hmm. Mr. Saw and. Uh, Mr. name.
2: Saw. He's not even Mr. Saw.
1: I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Should we do uh the four S's?
2: am <laughs> no, I'm I am I'm stuck on Mr. Saw <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: scare shakes, and suggestions. The talking horse, four s's. <laughs>
1: Okay, so the four S's, as we all know, are Skulls, Scares, Shakes, and Suggestion. Everything that we rate is based out of 10. Uh, Jamie, let's start with you. Skulls, how does this handle kind of human behavior and um, uh, mental illness or whatever Billy Agnes on the phone is uh, working (laughs) through?
2: Yeah, I'm going to give it a two, maybe, maybe even, can I do half points, a 1.5? Not really well. I don't really know what's going on. Um, I, yeah, I don't think there's really, I I think what Brian said earlier, I think they're just like trying to be as unsettling as possible, which like in, I guess in that case, they're successful, but like it, there's no like rhyme or reason to any of it. So, um, 1.5.
0: Nice. Wait, can you name your first child, Billy Agnes, (laughs) please? Uh, like a combo name, <laughs>
1: <Yes>. like Chalupa <laughs> Batman. Oh.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, originally, I gave the skulls a four, but I could not tell you why I even gave it that high of a number. So I'm going to go with two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to go with the two. I think as well. Like they're just being scary for scary's sake. They're just like having someone on the phone, like be a little like wacky like in terms of the screenwriting and all of that so i'm and and like the human behavior seemed normal enough like they didn't explore it at all i'll go with the two there all right scares jamie did did it spook you
2: uh no not not really too many spooks maybe i'll give it um a three you know when she's walking to the closet that like he's in the closet and gonna pop out at her like it's not that surprising i would say like the things that kind of got me were like Me me in contemporary horror movie world, like expecting when the house mom like opens and closes the mirror in the bathroom that the guy's going to be behind Mm -hmm. her and then he's not. And I'm like, whoa, you really got me there. Um, Like, because they're not doing any of that at this point. So I think I like scared myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So it gets a three.
0: Okay, I'm going to say a five and not because I... Was scared, or there, like Jamie said, there were no jump scares. But I think that the the killer that has like no motivation was just scary enough for me to Mm -hmm. give it a a five. And I, I'm wrapping in with the scares, like not also not just being scared, but if I liked how the deaths went, which is really creepy, but I enjoyed how the deaths were handled. It was like entertaining, I guess, entertaining enough. So I'll give it a five.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with a four. I did jump a little bit when he did jump out of the closet. I think that the the third person, the first person perspective, excuse me, was super cool. Um, The way that they did it with his breathing and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, super cool in that like, I've seen it before, nothing new, but, like, definitely unsettling. And I do think that the nature of the movie where, like, this is just random murders in your own house, like, that's a little bit chilling in a way. But, like, uh, nothing was, like, exceptionally scary. Right. More in concept, Mm -hmm. it was scary than, like, the thing um all right shakes jamie how is this gonna can you shake this off is it gonna stick with you in any way?
2: yeah it's it a one i i watched it <laughs> I, I i was about to say yesterday and then i don't even think that's true uh just to show how little of an impact this movie have on my life um again i can appreciate what it does for like this type of movie um but the, my ability to shake it off is, is very high. So it gets very little shakes from me. Oh, one.
0: Yes. Yeah. Also say that Jamie, I just love how you're grooming Brian to just be ready for all of everything horror. And like eventually <laughs> it's Brian's going to be so <laughs> numb to everything, <laughs> like not scared at all. No, jumps
2: yeah, that's, that's the goal. So that when, when I eventually get him, he won't, he won't <laughs> catch me. Wow. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen.
1: You, our last you here.
0: <laughs> beautiful. Uh, I, I I gave it a zero because it was just like you watch it and it's done. and yeah. you're going about your day, like I literally watched it and I was like, all right, let me go make a sandwich.
1: <laughs> um, I gave it a five.
0: Wow.
1: Okay. most mostly because. Why did I give it a five? I (laughs) gave it a five. I gave it a five because of like history Um, Mm -hmm. and like it'll stick with me, not because like the movie will stick with me, but like my experience of watching it uh, with the historical context um, in terms of like film history context, like was definitely firing on more cylinders than not. Okay. And if someone was like, what slashers should I watch? I would probably include that if they were interested in like day one versus like scream and like mm-hmm. happy death day and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but let's move on to suggestions. Jamie, what suggestions do you have?
2: I have a lot of different thoughts and like directions in my brain. I know I mentioned before like the urban legend that this movie is based off of is also featured in when a stranger calls, um, which is another, uh, Oh, what, um, chain, another chain of horror movies. <laughs> I was like, what was the word? Um, cause there's like a couple remakes of that one. Um, to be totally honest, I think I only saw like the 2000 something remake and it was meh, but it's like the same exact, like, spook of, um, you know, somebody, somebody calling from inside the house. In terms of, like, a fun homage to that particular, like, phone call spook and then, like, overall slasher, I mean, Brian, you mentioned Scream. I think that's a really good suggestion as, like, like, the first one especially is just, like, a great, uh, you know, meta-analysis of all of these slasher movies, if, if oh. Black Christmas is like the start to all of it, then like Scream is kind of a really great explanation of like, this is how this all works. Like, let's talk about it. Plus with the beginning as like the homage to the phone calls, I think is a good suggestion. And then I think I brought this up another time, but I'm just going to plug Urban Legends again, because I love, I love all the spooky stories and a whole movie filled with real urban legends that they put all together Mm -hmm. with a killer. Like you can't give any better than that. It's great.
0: All things that we'll probably again, talk about (laughs) in the podcast. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Brian, you also mentioned my suggestion, which was happy death day just for the sorority kills. I think if you just want a, a sorority horror, but with some fun, some added extra mm-hmm. fun and uh, a little bit of romance, too. Yeah. Uh,
2: Have you seen kind of the sequel?
0: I did. I watched the sequel. It was uh, it was a little too much for me. They were kind of put too much together, I think. I don't know.
1: Did you like it? I only it? watched those two recently, like, like two, three weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. They were awesome. The first one's spectacular. Absolutely. The second one's still fun.
0: Yeah, it's still fun. But it was just like. The time warp within the time warp within the time warp was just like oh, this is sure. exhausting. But the char- but you, the, you love the characters from the first movie, so you're like, oh yeah, well, mm-hmm. the cause for the second mm-hmm. one, you know,
1: definitely.
2: And I thought at least like it's it's interesting of like how they're trying to like keep the momentum of the first film, yeah. um, and like with a more like sci-fi type origin, I guess.
1: <laughs> when we ended the first one, I was like, that was great, but like they explained everything except for the why like she was going back in time. Like none of the explanation at the end of this movie explained like why time reset. And right. and I, and we, and then we watched the second one. I was like, oh, <laughs> and that movie was more. I can imagine that movie being more fun watching directly afterwards mm-hmm. as opposed to like two, three years later. There's like so much you have to remember about the first one to like truly enjoy the second one. Same thing goes for, like, we just watched Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Like, Quantum of Solace is not a great movie, but, like, it is much better when you directly watch it after Casino Royale because it, it's a direct sequel to it. It um, was fine. Yeah. I mean, it's still not great. But uh, anyway, on that note, I'm just going to go with Psycho. Psycho is before this, uh, almost a precursor to this one. There's a little bit of uh, mental illness. There's slasher stuff. There's inventive camera work. So, like, just a different version of this, but obviously more well-known. The twist is also very well-known and, like, all that. So, um, hopefully we'll do it on this podcast at some point. And then, obviously, like, if you haven't seen it, like, I would watch Halloween after or before watching this just to see how much John Carpenter, like, really – uh, pulled from this movie because it's so much.
0: Mm-hmm. This is good. Any last thoughts about the about the film?
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I I just was very surprised by how cohesive and good this movie was for what I was expecting.
2: Oh, I'm thinking about this. Check the children, even though they don't even do that in this one, but like I'm just imagining it.
0: Oh my gosh! Now this it's kind of, really creepy. Also, just the stigma of like babysitters not taking care of kids, like in these movies, is really kind of creepy. No. Don't get away On
2: Halloween, she does a really good job. Fair. <laughs> well, yeah, one of them does a really one good job.
0: <laughs> like, right, right, right. Down the line, <laughs> they figure it out. But, well, on that note, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Thank you. Pod. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at talk horror pod i don't know where my brain was going but it wasn't about to say those words <laughs> talk horror pod instagram and twitter and where else can you uh listen to us brian
1: sure you can find us on things like spotify and um what's the other one apple podcast rate and review us there five <laughs> stars please
2: and thank you
1: uh, um yeah definitely if you, if you wouldn't mind uh Sending us some stars, reviewing us, you know, we want to get yeah. this podcast out Send there. Send us
2: stars in the mail.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening so far and, and uh, we appreciate it.
0: Yes, and also if you want to give any suggestions on movies you would like us to talk about, please message us on our Instagram or Twitter. And
2: yeah. we'll when you send it, when you mail us the stars, you can mail us your suggestions.
0: <laughs> leave them in the attic, leave them in the basement, in the closet. We'll- I will
2: not be checking those.
0: <laughs> Underneath the bed. <laughs> it's all good. Speaking of bed, I'm going to end the call or end uh, the podcast with my favorite quote Barb, you're drunk. Go to bed. <laughs> me, guys. Thank oh,
2: you.